Welcome to Daily Breath, uh, number six, and let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up for another new day to be with you. As we read the scriptures, open our hearts and minds to be a fertile soil for your truth. We are so grateful for your love and humbled by your calling. Who are we that the Son of God called us to not just be his followers, but his family. It is truly our great honor to follow you, Lord, and help us follow you with joy and gratitude. In your most faithful name we pray. Amen. Today's passage is Mark 4, verse 1 to 34, which is almost same as Matthew 13. Let me first read a long passage while you try to recall what you already heard from my spring sermon series, The Parables of God's Kingdom. So Mark 4 verse 1. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, bird came and they ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because soil was shallow. When the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plant, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on a good soil, it came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asking him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in the parable, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like a seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like a sea sown on the rocky places, hear the word at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others like a sea sown among the thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of a wealth, and desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like a seed sown on a good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp, put it under the bowl or a bed, instead don't you pray it on his stand? For whatever is a hidden meant to be disclosed, whatever is a concealed is a man to be brought out in the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. 
Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it'll be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he slips or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, first then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such a big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. Let me just highlight three things in the Mark's version of uh, parables of a kingdom of God. Three things that I find encouraging in today's long passage are number one, promise of a seed in the parable of a sower. And number two, privilege of disciples. And number three, the power of a seed in the parable of a growing seed and mustard seed. By the way, the number one word uh, emphasized or repeated most in this passage is a seed. It was mentioned 12 times. First, regarding the promise of a seed in the parable of sower, it is important for us to remember there are not really four kinds of soils, but only two kinds of soils, unproductive soils and productive soils. For unproductive soils, three examples are given. On the path, rocky shallow soil and soil crowded with the thorns. For productive soils, again, uh, there are three examples. Verse eight, the seed fell on good soil and it grew up, multiplied 60, some 30, some 60, and some 100 times. The figures 30, 60, 100 refer to three examples of productive soils, indicating a diversity in good soils. I am comforted that our Lord told us that we are different and diverse, even in our faithfulness and fruitfulness. Thus, we shouldn't compare ourselves to each other or others, but we should be grateful for the fact the seed of God is bearing fruits in our life. According to New Testament scholars, the studies uh, on the uh, yield in Palestine grain field, where the ancient agricultural methods are followed, showed uh, that a tenfold harvest was actually good yield and average yield was about seven and a half. That means all of the three numbers in the harvest in this parable are intended to describe not a normal harvest, but a miraculously abundant 
abundant harvest. The emphasis in the parable is not on how much seed is actually lost on unproductive soils, but the abundant result of a sowing. Once again, that's why the parable is called parable of a sower, not the soils. These figures hint that harvest is the symbol of a divine activity and sign of a divine promise. When we receive God's word in our heart and nurture them with the prayers and obedience, God will deliver his promise for abundant uh, harvest. For all of us who believe and receive God's promises, we'll have the most glorious and grateful future with Christ our Lord and King. Second, this passage tells us about the privilege of disciples. Verse 10, when Jesus was alone, 12 and others came and asked him about the parable, and Jesus told them, Secret of a kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything is said in parable. The disciples are given the secret of a kingdom of God, and that is not just for their information, but for the operation of God's kingdom. The privilege of a secret here means a sacred responsibility. The only difference between the Mark and Matthew and Luke on the parables of God's kingdom is actually Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? It is interesting that no similar statement appears in the Matthew and Luke's parallels. This illustrates that Mark seems to describe, describe disciples in a more uh, critical fashion than the other two Gospels. Uh, once again, through the defection of a failures on disciples, Marx was asking actually his audience, that means us, are you sure that you really understand what you profess to you profess to have accepted? You know, his purpose here for to understand our privilege of knowing the secret of God's kingdom. God made us insiders first, not for our own gratification but for mission, for us to bring outsiders in. Finally, the parable of a growing seed and mustard are also very encouraging. It's a parable of encouragement that confirms the power of God's word. You know, both parables end in big success. Here, in the earlier parable of a sower and the later parable of a growing seed, the emphasis is in the contrast between the puny action of a sower who merely scattered the seed by the wind on the ground and the actual development of the harvest. The grain grows where the sower is awake or asleep and he does not know how but they keep growing. Jesus' point here is the kingdom of God begins with the apparently insignificant action of sowing the message, but it will finish at a great harvest. 
the miracle of a small beginning to great ending is once again doubly illustrated by the parable of a mustard seed. The mustard seed is the, once again is a small one of the smallest seed, but once it planted, it grown to be the largest of a garden that that provide a shelter, precious shelter for the birds, so that they can also grow. You know, when we grow in God's word, the result is that people around us find the shelter and also space to grow. Hallelujah! The next time, next Sunday, I'm going. I'm actually preaching on gospel of a mustard and also east. So I'll share more. But truly, this parable must be read with excitement and also urgency of the power of a God's word or seed. Paul is absolutely right. When he said Romans 8, 18, thou present suffering are now worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. Whatever small beginning we have with God will be greater than any big success in this world. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, this uh, our insignificant obedience which people think is a waste of a time and energy, will bear the fruit to glorify God, the fruit to make us so grateful that we will break for the rest of our eternity with the King Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, who are we that you called us not only hear your blessed word, but how much, but much, to receive them and bear the fruit for them. Who are we that you gave us the secret of universe, that the creator of our universe is our father and his eternal son is our brother and his Holy Spirit reside in our heart. Truly, you have done a great thing for us. The mustard seed that became a big tree to shelter many birds is our story in our future because of your promise. For that great privilege and glory, we praise you and give you our joyful obedience. In the most faithful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.